This episode of the Live Life Aggressively show is sponsored by Health IQ. Health IQ is an insurance company that helps health conscious people such as runners, cyclists, strength trainers, plant-based athletes, and more secure lower rates on their life insurance. Health IQ uses science and data to help its customers living a healthy lifestyle secure lower rates on life insurance, as opposed to typical waist-to-hip ratio calculations used by conventional life insurance companies. Health IQ is not a life insurance broker or an insurer. Health IQ is a life insurance agency providing exclusive rates to health conscious applicants who qualify through their Health IQ quiz and other lifestyle quizzes. You can even get additional savings by submitting actual data such as race results, as well as your Strava, RunKeeper, or other fitness lifestyle app data. How can Health IQ pass along these savings? Well, Health IQ can save you up to 33% because physically active people have a 56% lower risk of heart disease, 20% lower risk of cancer, and 58% lower risk of diabetes compared to people who are inactive. Just like saving money on your car insurance for being a good driver, Health IQ saves you money on your life insurance for living a health-conscious lifestyle. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com slash LLA or mention the promo code LLA when you talk to your Health IQ agent. Again, head over to healthiq.com slash LLA and get your free quote today. And don't forget to mention the promo code LLA when you speak with a Health IQ agent. Hey, welcome back, folks. This is a brand new year, man. Can you believe it? Like, this is our first show of 2018. And on top of that, we're already into, what, the second week of 2018? So it's just like, it was like the first of the year. It's almost like it didn't happen, which might be the theme of this show with our guest today. (laughs) So we're going to talk about that. But, uh, hey, man, first of all, because we've been talking, but it's been more about business. So now, just to make it more laid back, Happy New Year, brother. Good to hear. Good yeah, to hear man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's like I haven't Good talked to, to you since last year, man. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a few weeks. So it's been, we've taken a little break from the show. So I yeah. just want to wish all of our listeners a happy New Year, all the best in 2018. And what you want to do is right now is the is the week where most people have already given up on their New Year's resolutions. It's the second week yeah. of January. But I can tell you some people that haven't, and those are people that are buying my products. So there's just some LLA shout outs, people using that coupon code LLA to get 10% off all the products and services at both of our websites. So just a few shout outs. We have Daniel Strange, Charles Nichols, John Wilcox, Matthew Swanson, and Paul McFeely. And that's just a random pick of customers that have used that code. Generally, I pick names that are easy to pronounce. <laughs> so if I see a name that's not easy to pronounce, I just cruise right over that. So if you want a shout out on the show and you have a name that a little bit different than us hey. Americans are used to seeing. Just tell me how to pronounce it, and I'll give you a shout-out on the show. Either that or give yourself a nickname or, you know, or, get, or use your safe word that you use in private. <laughs> <laughs> on. Yeah, New Year, same stuff. You know how we do here, people. <laughs> but what's funny is yeah, Sean man. Phillips is the guest today, and what's cool is we're basically all on the same page on a very interesting discussion that we're going to get started with. Because I just put up a tweet about this. I discuss this all the time. You do too. You have that great phrase, get your head out of your apps. Because all day long, we just see people in their phones. Sometimes it's it's not necessarily detrimental to you. You're just an innocent bystander. Maybe it's at a table next to you. But sometimes it can be dangerous. I see people driving all the time looking at their phones. One of my friends, we were walking our dogs yesterday. He almost got hit by a car because this guy was totally oblivious. One, he was going too fast. 
it's raining out here and it rains once a year in Vegas. So no one knows how to rain out. No one knows how to drive rather when it rains here. Right. And two, this guy was going too fast. It was raining and he was looking at his phone and he almost came up on the sidewalk and he didn't even realize it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he just kept going. So it's, it's dangerous, yeah. but it's also dangerous to your goals. If you're distracted, if you're always looking down, you're not going to move forward in a meaningful way. And this is not going to happen. Come on. Come on. Here's your T-shirt. Here's your T-shirt for the year. If you're always looking down, you can never move up. How about that? There you go. There's your T-shirt. You can have the right <laughs> to it. Just, you know, kick us back a little feet. <laughs> All right. I like it. I like it. No, it's, it's, a, it's a great to be here. You guys, Happy New Year. Happy 2018. Can you believe it? Happy New Man, Jesus. Yeah. Moving yeah, along, man. I know. I get. I get to this uh, every year. It seems like I'm like, are you kidding me? Like I, I still think when I hear somebody got drafted in 2005 to the NFL, I think they're a rookie. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, so Sean, I hate to disappoint you, but Kobe retired last year, man. <laughs> Not a rookie. Anymore. <laughs> That's funny, man. But but uh, you know, as you were talking about that distraction thing, I think you know one of the things mm-hmm. I was I brought up, and I was. Because a lot of the political, you know, tenor in this conversation in this country these days, we, you know, you hear a lot about this right. uh, POTUS with this uh, challenged uh, attention span, right? Mm-hmm. And I got to thinking about how it's not just affecting, you know, us, how it's affecting the next generation. You know, I go to the gym and I see people that are just as dangerous. They're walking around with their head in their phone, you know, walking over you while you're doing a bench press, right? Right. You know? And, and I'm just an advocate. I believe that, that you know, that the training is your time, your sacred time. It's the time to develop the muscle of your attention, you know. And, to, you know, it's not that we shouldn't use devices. It's, it's kind of like guns. You should have guns. You should know how to use them, right? Right. Yeah, that would, that would be great. And <laughs> that would be pretty freaking yeah. awesome. <laughs> just there. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we that's what you want to talk about, gun control. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah, you know, man. let's start getting it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but the, it's it, but it's the skilled use, right? And it's you know, if we continue to let at every moment, let's face it, your 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 brain's plastic, right? It's it's being shaped by the thoughts and the actions you're taking. And the question is, are you intentionally shaping it, or is the culture and your behavior and your patterns and your repetition and your addictions shaping it for you, right? Right. You know, and I believe exactly. that the time in the gym is an opportunity to use the focus and intensity and make a mindfulness and active meditation and to strengthen the body and the mind, as well as when, you know, I think that opportunity extends to when you're consuming your nutrition, when you're having your meals. I mean, as we talked about earlier off air, if you're at the restaurant and 90% of people in the restaurant are talking to each other, I mean, that's just freaking too bad. Well, even in your book, you talk about how when you're lifting weights, you should concentrate fully on what you're doing. Let's say you're doing incline dumbbell presses, I think, with the analogy you wrote about how really contract the pecs, feel the triceps working, make a real connection with the weights rather than just blasting through it mindlessly. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I teach in that focus intensity training, which I call Zen of Strength, right? And it's really about using your breath to charge your body, using your mind, pulling in. I, I often say that most people let the weights lift them, right? You know, they walk up to a rack of dumbbells. Um, they pick them up. It feels heavy. And, they, you know, they call their focus and intensity to save them after the fact as opposed to approaching it like you would in combat, right? If you're in martial arts, right, Cynthia right. or something, you would not yes. go strike until you're ready to strike, right? Exactly. Otherwise, you're just swinging in the wind, and that's, that's wasted yeah. energy. 
which which is yeah. a theme for a lot of people. There, a lot of people are swinging in the wind in so many different aspects in their lives, and they're wasting a lot of energy, and you, you're getting tired for nothing, <laughs> you know. So, yeah. Well, you're not getting the results. Yeah, you're not getting the results. Target to go for. Yeah, yeah, and you're not you're not the one driving it. So when you charge your body, focus your mind, use your breath, and get yourself you know, in the mode and you pick up those dumbbells, now you're attacking the dumbbells and they're a tool you're using versus you're a tool they're using, right? Exactly. And, you know, yeah, that's, that's, exactly that's right. being present. Yeah, yeah. And, and when you can practice that you can, you can present, you create right. that flow state, which is what so many people are missing. I mean, how many times have you heard people say, yeah. you know, well, like weight training's boring? No, it's not boring. You're just not there. Yeah, you're boring. No, I say yeah, they're yeah. boring. You know, even like mm-hmm. I, I mentioned on the show before, even when my nieces were all hanging out and they're like, I'm bored. I'm like, like, no, this is boring. I'm like, well, that's because you're boring. You know, there's yeah, trust yeah. me if you really if you really focus and you truly know who you are and know what you want and you know the things that really get you going in life, you know, you will never be bored. I am never bored, man. Honestly, I'm never bored. Even if I'm just if I'm just relaxing and physically from outside, I look like I'm not doing anything, even though internally yeah. I'm doing something because I'm actually decompressing. I'm actually recovering. Yeah. I'm actually taking some moment just to be me for a moment and, and, and block out all the outside influences for that moment. So I'm still being active while it looks like I'm being inactive. But one thing about it, even though I'm sitting there chilling, I'm not I'm not bored. I just it's just too many things out there, especially now that for us to be so quote unquote connected, you know, there's just no way we should be bored anymore because there's such there's such a vast world out there now that we actually can actually have access to. So there's no reason yeah. to be bored. So it's like whatever you're doing is boring and it's not exciting to you. So find something else. Actually find out what it is that actually does excite you. In fact, that right there is not even boring. Just trying to find what gets you going, man, what gets you excited. That right, just the act of doing that and trying, the process of trying to find that out, that's, that, takes, that takes away the boredom right away. So yeah, to go to a gym and say that the gym is boring. Okay, good. Stop going to a gym. Once you go outside, yeah. once you go work out the woods, once you go to the park. So, so or if you say exercise is boring, I'm like, okay, as opposed to what? <laughs> come yeah. on, come on. Yeah. Getting fat, out of shape, getting sick and nearly dying. Is that exciting? Well, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, focus more on that then. You know, one thing about it, we know you won't be around complaining about it much longer. So, and there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And it's the, as you said, it's the, the moment, if you take in the presence of what's around, you go out and sit in the sunshine, take a walk in the park. If you're actually experiencing everything around you, it's an infinite array of textures, colors, smells, sounds, and sights. But the problem is we're, we're, we're in the gaming generation where we're expecting the world to hit us in a way that's a constant stimulatory effect, right? Exactly. And that's one of the things that yeah, I can hear that. Okay, so I finally went and saw, just kind of sidetrack a little bit here. So I, I finally saw Star Wars with my daughter. And one thing, anytime Star Wars comes out, I never go the week or the second week at, you know, that it's released or the week after that's yeah. released because I want to avoid the crowds. I want to avoid all the, you know, the people trying to go in. So, of course, that also benefits me because I know for at least two weeks – I pretty much have to stay off social media because people are going yeah. to try to spoil it. You know, people are going to do their best or they're going to say one thing about it, I'm always thinking. So even if you try to just hint at something without trying to, when you're in your mind, you're saying, oh, OK, I don't want to give it away. So I'm just going to talk, you know, let's just mention what, you know, well, this thing with Ray, I'm one of those people that so I'm I, I'm so inquisitive. I'm going to end up figuring out what you're trying not to say. And so yeah, yeah. that's why I try to avoid I avoid the Internet for two weeks. 
you know, right off there. So that's why I've been kind of MIA, you know, during that time. Okay, but here's the thing that, you know, once I came, after I've seen the movie, and I came back and went back online, and I see all these people who are, you know, there's, there's some people that really love it. It's, half, it's about half and half. There's always going to be the trolls. There's always going to be the critics. It's never going to be good enough yeah. for them. But what really got me were these new trolls, like, oh, man, it was so boring. You know, it was so boring because they expect everyone just to, in the first 30 seconds of a movie, they expect half the, the cast to be dead, be shot up, killed, yeah, yeah. blown up. You know, just like, you know, like, here's the thing called, okay, it's a story. And when there's a story, you need to have a buildup. You just can't go all in, man, because then what? What are you going to do for the next hour and 45 minutes? Then you're going to be pissed off. Yep. You're like, well, damn, they killed everybody in the beginning, and everything else was boring after that. I wasted my money. Exactly. So it's like there's a buildup. So if you actually go back to school and learn literature and learn you know, how a story builds up, you, first of all, the climax is not – well, then again, I, I just thought about something as I was saying that. Now, the climax is not at the very beginning because otherwise I said, well, for a lot of these guys, <laughs> they understand, like, what's wrong with that? <laughs> you know, there's too many guys, so I can kind of see <laughs> So now if I see a, a, a young male online saying it now, I'll, I'll probably say, okay, there, right there lies a future two-minute dude right there because he wants yeah, everything yeah. to happen in the first couple of minutes, and then he wants to be like, well, I'm good now. So yeah, ladies, yeah. pay attention. Yeah. If you see somebody yeah, criticizing a movie, you know, because the first couple of minutes nothing happened, avoid him, don't date him, because that's going to be very telling about your sexual relationship with this guy. Everything's going to be all about <laughs> right now, and then he's going to get his, and he's going to be done, and he's going to be complaining otherwise. So there you go. There we go. We just figured things out just in that one little discussion about people being bored. Yeah, you bored. found it. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's the, the deeper meaning of the boredom. But it's, <laughs> exactly. it's, you know, really, if you look at the crippling nature of what that is doing to our attention span, I mean, it's, it's, it's beyond, I mean, it's a devastating thing. I mean, if you talk about, you know, as we talked about, or, you know, Brett or, you know, Mike, as you've been reading in the book, you know, if you look at crippled attention spans, People with triple attention spans don't experience well. They can't learn. They can't take life in. It just becomes ever more shallow. Right. And if you're not exactly. interested in whatever you're doing, you're not going to have an attention span. I mean, I can think about that personally. In college, I only did well in courses that I had a genuine interest in. If I had a genuine yeah. interest in it, I would get an A without trying to get an A. That was never a goal. It was just a side effect of being genuinely interested and that's why yeah. I chose religious studies as my major, because I found that my I was drawn to that. Not only where I would go through the course material, I would do additional reading myself, not for extra credit, just because I wanted to understand the material further. That's a sign of genuine interest. And that's why I went in that direction. I think part of it is a lot of us get bad advice, sometimes from our parents, sometimes from our friends, sometimes from coworkers where people try to tell you to be practical, like, ah, oh, that's not going to make money. Don't do that. It's like, oh, what are you going to get out of yeah. that? People even come to me and often say, you know, are you a competitive power lifter? You know, they see me lifting in the gym. I go, no, I just do this for myself. And they, they don't know what to make of that because they don't, they don't understand right. why it's a worthwhile endeavor unless you're doing it for competition, making money. I go, yeah. no, me, whatever I do in the gym is not going to make me more money. Not like anyone cares. I'm not going to sell more supplements because if someone sees me with a heavier deadlift. I mean, maybe to some extent yeah. they'll be like, okay, cool. He uses his own products. But most people don't care. They just want to know if the product's yeah. going to work for them. So I do this for myself, yeah. though, and that's a good enough goal. A good friend of mine, Josh Franklin, he's a former MMA fighter, really cool guy. He used to have the same thing with him. They go, you're not competing anymore. Why are you working out so hard? And he goes, look, I want to be able yeah. to pick you up and throw you across the room anytime I want. <laughs> you know? That was just his way of messing with people. The act itself well, is worthy. It doesn't have to be for some other know. outcome. 
You know what's funny? The irony in that what you just said is like, you know, when people see you doing, you know, lifting like that, and once you tell them you're just doing it because, you know, you're generally, you're generally interested in that, and you don't necessarily have, like, you're not trying to compete, and they see that you don't have a specific, you know, payoff goal in mind. These are the same people who don't, right. they, they pretty much live their lives the same way. You know, they don't necessarily have a specific payoff goal in mind. They just, they go through the mundane rigmarole of everyday life, you know, and just kind of, and, but they think that they like this. They're like, okay, you go to the bar every Friday night, you know, so what's, what's the payoff? You know, so why do you keep doing it? It's like, oh, why are you drinking that? You know, well, I just drink it, you know, or, or I drink because I like it, you know, and, or, yeah. you know, I, I like drinking all these different types of whiskeys because I really like whiskeys. Like, well, well, I mean, are you going to buy like a whiskey bar one day? Like, no, I just generally like different types of whiskeys. You know, I really like the, the, the nuance of it. I actually like, you know, the flavor notes and all. They're like, oh, that's that's weird. And these are the same people that yeah, would yeah. do that. And then they'll question you because, hey, here's the here's here's the disconnect right here because you're not doing what they're doing. They can't understand why you're doing that. That's what it really comes down yeah. to it because everybody well, kind of like have they have a tribe mentality. Like, well, you should be liking this now. If, if you were to question them about what they like. And, you know, and they just do it because they truly like it. All of a sudden, they, they might get a little offended. You even question what they like. But they don't see the same, you know, fault in it with themselves, even though you wouldn't get offended. You know, but it's just funny how, yeah. you know, one puts themselves in your shoes when they ask those questions. Like, and just to think about this, and before I ask this dude this, you know, why he's doing that, said, let me just ask him, like, oh, so, you know, what, what, you know, what's the big deal? What's going on with that? You know, what am I missing about it? You know, and then hopefully they'll get inspired by that and not necessarily to sit there and go and do the same type of lifts that you're doing in the gym, but maybe get inspired to go. They're like, you know what? That guy's in there doing those big movements like that because he truly likes it. Like, man, let me go out and find some big moves that I like, some things that I truly like. Let me go do that now and just kind of get out of my own way and not give a damn what anybody thinks. Just do it because I freaking like it and I don't have to get paid. Well, to it's also it's about how what you're Doing words, I lift heavy weights and work out hard because it makes me more confident in everything else I do. I feel yeah. great afterwards. Yeah. That's an additional payoff. The mistake I think a lot of people make for you to say something that doesn't relate to them, and then that way they can say, okay, that's why I'm not going to do it. So if I tell them, yeah, yeah I'm a competitive powerlifter, they're going to go, well, I don't want to be a competitive powerlifter, so I'm not going to deadlift squat or do any heavy pressing. So whatever it yeah. is, they're looking for an out. Yeah, and, and and I think you said something that that triggered me earlier, sincere too, which I said that person you were talking about is is always chasing an outcome and never having an experience. Yeah, right. This is true. This right. is true. They're missing the texture of why you would do something, right? Why why right. be here now? Well, because I'm not here, so I can't have the experience. But everything has to be outcome based. I mean, the only reason I would. Go fishing is because I'd want to catch a fish to feed myself versus I would enjoy the actual art of, this, of, the, of the activity itself. The enjoyment, you know, I mean, I always go back to extreme rock climbers as a great example mm-hmm. of, of living in the present moment, which is if you're climbing a 5,000 rock foot cliff, you're, you're, you can't think about the top and you can't think about the bottom. Oh, you can no. only think about the next hole, right? Yeah. And if you slip for one second, you're dead. That kind of goes back to the whole restaurant thing we were talking about earlier. A lot of people sit in restaurants because, you know, they're not talking to each other because, A, they're not truly enjoying the person that they're with. And they're really, sometimes they're actually going to this restaurant because they're thinking about an actual dish that they enjoy there. But, you know, Mike and I talked about this before. Once, you know, they get to the restaurant, 
And they're already thinking about dessert. They haven't even made it to the appetizer. They haven't even made it to the drinks. They haven't even made it to the main course. They're already thinking about dessert yeah. as soon as they sit down. So while they're so fixated on that, they're trying to kill time while they wait for the thing they truly want. So, hey, I might as well go look and see what's happening on Facebook right now on Twitter. You know, at the same time, like, here's a person sitting here with you. You're not eating alone, buddy. <laughs> you know, so have a conversation, well, you know, and be and in the moment feeds, and enjoy that, <laughs> you know. That, that feeds right into something I'm hearing a lot about right now in the NFL, right? And I've heard because the Broncos had this horrible season, I heard a lot about this millennial generation of athletes who come out and they think because they are a great college athlete that they just want the big paycheck and they come to play for the paycheck. And the, and the veterans are like, if you do not love football, you cannot play this sport. You will not survive it. Well, here's the thing, though. A lot of those millennial athletes or whatever also have been sold that BS that they're saying because a lot of them are coming from situations where that was their ticket to get out of their current situation. So if they're in, you know, let's just say they're poor, let's just say they're not in the best neighborhoods, they're not in the best cities, or, you know, their parents are not as financially strapped to be able to, I mean, financially able to put, you know, give them an education. And then along comes this person, this salesperson, you know, sometimes they're called recruiters. Here comes the sales yeah. the salesperson coming in and saying, hey, you know, they've, they've already picked the product that they want to, like, to purchase, because that's what a lot of times what these athletes end up becoming. They become product that's yeah. being purchased. You know, that's all it is until the product, and when the product starts going bad, they're pretty much done with it, and they toss it to the side. So they come in, they see the product that they want, they come in, and they tell, they tell the farmer who produced this product, that being the parents of these kids, you know, it's like, hey, we can do this, that, and the other. We can give you this, and look at these opportunities, and this, that, and the other. They're not really talking about the actual, you know, the experience, what they're going to get, you know, from this game or being on his team or yeah. the process of like, you know, hey, they can teach him leadership and he can do this, that, and the other. It's like, no, he can go in. He can, if he does well, you know, if he's lucky to be in one of the, the top 1%, he can make it to the NFL. And then he can yeah. make money. And then he can take care of you and you guys can get out of this current situation. Now the parent is bought into the goods and now they've kind of seen past all this now. They've seen past their own child, a.k.a. the product here. So, and then yeah. they start just drilling it. And who's with this kid every day? Not the recruiter. It's the parent. So now that the parent has seen the dollar signs and seen an opportunity to get the hell out of their situation, you know, now this kid is no longer their child. It's now, it's this, this golden ticket to get out for the majority yeah. of the parents. And so then they're, well, talking, they're indoctrinated. They indoctrinate the child every day. You need to you need to go and practice. You need to do this. You need to do this so we can get out of here so you can make it so you can go to the NFL. You can be in pro. So now that's all this kid hears and knows because they trust their parents. And so now they're not thinking about the process. They're, they're thinking about, I got to get my parents out of here because that's what they want me to do, and I owe them and this, that, and the other. And I got to go make a lot of money. So they forgot about, you know, getting into the game of just actually enjoying the game and playing and the camaraderie and whatever else. It's like, I'm the star. Because the recruiter said I was the star. My parents said I'm the star, so I must be the star. I mean, otherwise, why would this guy travel here to come meet me in the hood or the barrio or, you know, the trailer park or whatever else if I wasn't a star? He must see something to me. Yeah. So then they get there, they feel entitled. And it's so crazy how, you know, people like throw that word entitlement around to, you know, people they feel like they're already financially well-to-do. It's like, no, it's not just them. Because here's a situation where someone that wasn't financially well-to-do is entitled when they get in there. And they feel like, hey, you know, I, I, you know, I don't want to look. If I'm not starting, you know, if I'm not getting the ball every time, then I don't want to play. Or now they have an agent that's now taking the place of the recruiter and the parent because the agent's getting a cut too. So he's gonna say, hey man, yeah. you deserve more. You deserve a bigger contract, man. You know what you bring into this team? This team would be nothing without you. Okay, man, this team has been around for seventy years, you know, and this dude yeah, has yeah. been on the planet for twenty. He's been on the planet for twenty-two. What are you talking about? That this team needs him? You know, they're gonna always have at least fifty-three others that can take his place. 
So, but, well, but again, what, what you're talking about is outcome focus, right? It's an yeah, outcome exactly. mindset, so, right? From top to bottom, right. it's an outcome mindset. And, and, and it blinds the athlete. However, the athlete got there, they're blinded to the, you know, they're only talking about the top of the mountain and they're not thinking about every hold along the way. More of the Live Life Aggressively show right after this word from our sponsor. This episode of the Live Life Aggressively show is sponsored by Health IQ. Health IQ is an insurance company that helps health conscious people such as runners, cyclists, strength trainers, plant-based athletes, and more secure lower rates on their life insurance. Health IQ uses science and data to help its customers living a healthy lifestyle secure lower rates on life insurance, as opposed to typical waist-to-hip ratio calculations used by conventional life insurance companies. Health IQ is not a life insurance broker or an insurer. Health IQ is a life insurance agency providing exclusive rates to health conscious applicants who qualify through their Health IQ quiz and other lifestyle quizzes. You can even get additional savings by submitting actual data such as race results as well as your Strava, RunKeeper, or other fitness lifestyle app data. How can Health IQ pass along these savings? Well, Health IQ can save you up to 33% because physically active people have a 56% lower risk of heart disease, 20% lower risk of cancer, and 58% lower risk of diabetes compared to people who are inactive. Just like saving money on your car insurance for being a good driver, Health IQ saves you money on your life insurance for living a health-conscious lifestyle. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com slash LLA or mention the promo code LLA when you talk to your Health IQ agent. Again, head over to healthiq.com slash LLA and get your free quote today. And don't forget to mention the promo code LLA when you speak with a Health IQ agent. And now back to the show. What do you recommend, Sean, to get people more focused? Are there tips you want people to follow, something they can focus on? Well, I mean, what I what I teach is, first of all, make make your gym time a practice of of sacred. It's a sacred time. It's a place. It's 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 the dojo, right? You don't bring crap into the dojo, right? You know, you you treat it with the respect. You set a you set an attention before you go in. You know what your assignment is when you go in there. And you treat every set and every rep with the respect and reverence that, you know, of a Japanese tea ceremony, literally, right? Yeah. You know, and people, and that people should always down. have a plan just to, re, just to yeah. reinforce what you just said. People should always have a plan before they even step foot in. That's something I'm a big believer in. I never go to the gym without knowing exactly what I'm going to do when I get there. You may deviate from time to time. If you're off that day, you may go in with the plan and it's just not working and you pivot, do something else. But over 95% of the time I go in there exactly with the plan and I'm in and out of there fast too. As a result of that, you're not wasting any time. Well, like it's concentrated, right? You know, it's, it's a, you know, every, exactly. every job will expand to the time you allot to it, right. To fill the time you allot right. to mm-hmm. it. Right. Exactly. And, and yeah. so if you say, if you say, this is what I'm going to do and I have this many sets of chest and you know what you're going to do, you will get the most out of that. If you don't know how many you're going to do, you'll, you'll wait till your third exercise before you start engaging any intensity. <laughs> And right. by that time, you've burned so much damn ATP and energy, you can't get a peak anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. <clears throat> That's one you of the know, best things yeah. people can do who, who have new, who have fitness-related New Year's resolutions this year there or goals go. this year is pick a program and follow yep. it. And once, once you pick a program, research time is over. Don't start the yeah. small lap squat routine <laughs> and then think about combining it with Cohen's deadlift routine or Leo Kong mm, series growth. <laughs> like I'm going to mix and match all three of these together and see what happens. It's going to be this big. Well, you know, I'm, I'm going like, to tell oh, you. Program didn't work. <laughs> I'm going to tell right. you a funny one, Mike, that you would appreciate, mm-hmm. which is for years that's been my 
my my kryptonite in business is like I like every every different marketing concept, right? And so I start one yeah. and I change it to a different one. And I realized <laughs> a couple of years ago that never works. It doesn't matter if you have the best system. It just follow the system because the system you're following is the best system. Well, honestly, you know? a lot of those marketers are hoping that you they they hope that you're feeling that way. They want you they want you to sit there and mix and match and realize like, oh, let me add this one, let me add this one because this sounds good and that sounds good. They actually don't want you to figure out that you know it's not working because <laughs> otherwise well, just they're going to be out of business. Just, just as the fitness industry loves to keep you in a flat tailspin, right? Always oh, yeah. wanting want something to, more. Right. They all, yeah, exactly. And, and a lot of these guys want to keep you in maintenance mode because if you're yep. not progressing, you're, that means on your own, that means you're depending on them to help them progress, yep. which means that keeps them in business and keeps them a client because it comes from a scarcity mindset from these guys. Honestly, yep. anyone that goes into this as a teacher, you want that student to be better than you. You that's yep. Trust me, you're going to get a lot more from that. You're not going to get as many clients as you could have had if the same client has not progressed and they keep mentioning your name every time that you're their trainer. You're like, oh, well, you know, I go to my trainer. You still with that same guy? Yeah. And they're looking at you and they're like, damn, but you look the same. So this guy's not all that effective. So guess what, dude? That's not good for business for you. And it's not good for that client and, and their fitness goals as well. So no one's winning here with your scarcity mindset. And you're not helping them because you're kind of indoctrinated in, in them as well. So because now they're dependent on you, they don't want to get better because now they become so dependent on you. They feel like, well, I can't succeed without him. I need, I need Mike. You know, I need sincere. You know, so I need Sean. Well, yeah. what if I do? You know, what would I do on my own? And you don't want to create that type of environment because if you've got shit to do in your life, <laughs> you don't want to sit there and still be getting a call. like, Hey, man, so can we do another, you know, six weeks, you know, session like, no, I'm going on vacation. Well, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, all yeah time, I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to set. <laughs> I've always tried to set people free. It's always my yes. my goal to, to get you off my off woo you off of needing me to the point where you can teach me something, right? Right. You know, that's that's my goal. It's not it's not to make it me the dependent variable. You know, there's something else that comes up and it was just a conversation I was having the other day, um, Mike and Sincere about um, you know, I was talking to a guy that I've been working with for years who went from heavy to fit to fitter and now he's he was going to start a program. I just started a, a hundred day challenge. I do at the beginning of each year. Right. And I try to get yeah. like from mid January to mid April, I try to get a hundred people in freaking you know, great shape, body, mind, and spirit. Right. We do a full integration thing. Right. And I was talking to this guy and he says to me, he goes, well, I think I need a more advanced program. And I started explaining to him the difference between span versus depth. Right. You ever heard the, the, the span versus depth concept? No. You can go wide or you can go deep. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah, just not the same. Yeah, so if you think about span, Walmart and McDonald's are span. They're everywhere, but they're never going to be the best hamburger nor the best, you know, Saks Fifth Avenue, right? You know, Timex everywhere, Rolex narrow and deep, right? So it's a qualitative, quantitative thing. And what happens for a lot of people when they're trying to advance in their training is they automatically thinking what I need is more. I need more, more complex, more sets, more reps. When I say... If you actually limit your more and go deeper, you get a better qualitative aspect, that, that's the variable between the, the master and the amateur. It's not the more. We can always go infinite volume. But who can actually get more out of less, a la Dorian Yates? Yeah. That makes it's sense? Funny. Yeah, it makes, a lot of people wouldn't consider that. And, and also, the, the fact that when you're so focused on getting more and more and more, then you have less, less, less. Focus yep. on those things, and and you're gonna have less less time, to, you know, to actually implement those things that you keep, you know, keep see all those many things that you keep seeking. So that's the thing about it, man. And let's just think about this for a minute. Let's just bring this toward family. 
if you just keep, okay, if you're sitting there and you're, uh, you, like a, a man and a woman, your, your husband and wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Okay, so you're really focused on your relationship. You're re, you want to really put your energy into it. Okay, then eventually yep. you decide, hey, let's have a kid. Okay, cool. Now you have a oh. kid. Now here's one more aspect of that family that's kind of pulling from both of your attention towards each yep. other and your time for each other. And now you've got to try to figure out a way to have quality time with the three of you now instead of the two of you. Now what's also yep. missing in this equation that you didn't think about that is also the time, the quality time you need to spend with just yourself. And then, so now you keep adding, you keep, every time you add one more body and one more set of feelings and emotions to this, then you take away from another, starting with yourself, because you're the source of all this. So now you have another kid and another kid. Now, do you want to keep having kids if, if what you truly desire is, and what's really healthy is for you to really spend time with yourself and know yourself and have the energy from taking some time out for yourself to give to these other people. That's going to be hard, man, when you keep adding more people to the mix. You know, whether they're your own or you start adding in-laws and then you start adding your kids' friends and all this other stuff, and eventually you lose it, man. You're going to crack under the pressure because you didn't really focus on that one thing. So you just wanted more, more, more. You want to be surrounded by all these people, and but in the process you've lost yourself. And that's usually what happens yep. with a lot of people. That's why a lot of people need to be around so many other people. Oh, man, i got to go hang out with all my friends. i got to go to the club. i got to go to the bar. You know, at the same time, what, what they really, truly need is more time with themselves. You know, less, yeah, less well, distractions. And that's, that's, that's why I say, you know, I say the strength begins with you. And a stronger you is the best thing you can do for your family, your community, your country, and your world. Right? Exactly. There's nothing selfish your own, about it, or, man. No, no it's, it's actually the most serving thing you can do. Especially... Right. You know, as guys, as guys approach this magical 40s or midlife and stuff, you know, I know so many people that have, have great value and wisdom and experience in life, but they've lost their energy, vitality, and their ability to contribute because they're, they, they sacrifice their body and their well-being, and now they're worthless, and they're, they're a liability, not an asset. Yeah, they just wake and up one day not. and realize, like, who the hell? They wake up and like, oh, God, who the hell am I? Because they don't know. Because yeah, yeah. you ask someone, like, and it was funny. I, I don't know whose post I was reading. It may have been, um, I, I think it may have been, um, God, it may have been like the day, Daily Stoic. It may be, but the question was, who yeah. are you? You know, and yeah. it's, that, that question goes a long way because a lot of people really can't answer that question properly. You know, because, and, and one of the things I learned in psychology when you ask someone, they're like, okay, who are you? Well, I'm a mother. Okay, but who, have you, who are you when your kids are not around? Who who were you when you didn't have kids? You know, what happens when, somebody, it may sound morbid, well, if that child dies or that child grows up and moves away, then who are you? Oh, yeah. I'm a wife. Yeah. Okay, now you've you got a divorce. Now who are you? You know, so most people, most people are trying to depend on being a title and not an actual person. That's the thing about like yeah. I'm a CEO. I'm an entrepreneur. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, the, I'm a podcaster. I'm a fitness trainer. He's like, I hear a bunch of titles. I don't hear any depth like you were talking about, Sean. I yeah, hear it's, a whole it's a label. lot of width. And, and that's <laughs> yeah. full circle to what we started with. It's, it's more of that mindlessness, distracted, not being present to what's going on and, and not actually being here. And, I, you know, that's one of the things I talk about you know, like in fitness. And I always tell people, I said, you know, the, the, where we, where we want to go, where, where I want people to go in fitness is from doing fitness to being fit. That's from the activity right. of a checklist to the beingness of embodying it, the embodiment of it, right? I mean, Mike, right. you were talking about powerlifting. You lift because it's who you are. It's an expression of yourself. 
you don't have to have some specific goal or written down motivation to express your beingness. Exactly. Makes sense, right? I lost Mike, but that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm back on. We we okay. got, we have we have some major rain out here. We have some major rain oh, out here today. I've got the lightning thunder, so I just okay. <laughs> yeah, I got dropped. I got I, it was a hard drop too. It wasn't even a warning. It was just gone, boom, and then the internet shut wow, boom. Wow. <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! For the electricity to shut off. So I just it took a yeah. minute. Took a minute to get back okay. on. But you know, you know what is that? I think there's a key point that a lot of people don't know is there. A, a lot of people are just not happy at all, and that's why they keep yeah. distracting yourself. A lot of, yeah. Depression is way more rampant. A lot of people are depressed and don't even realize it. They're like, oh, I'm not depressed. And they're watching five hours of TV a day. They're on Facebook all day long. They don't have any real friends in the real world. They're just on Twitter with all their yep. rants all day long. And they're just desperate oh, for attention, for interaction. So they, they, start, becoming well, that's the thing. More, they start becoming trolls. Well, that's, yeah. what, that's the thing that contributes. So the, the biggest contributor to depression is comparison. And we're constantly being stimulated, and we have all this access to social media, to television, to all these different stimuli. And within all those stimuli, it's going to be something that we're comparing ourselves to. You know, you're sitting there, you're watching right. a TV show. Oh, my God. So this is what the standard of beauty looks like now. Or, oh, this person here is fat or this person is weak or this, this and the other. And then for some reason, you see your, a part of yourself. There's something that you relate to in that person. So if if the majority of people watching this is saying this person's fat, weak, sorry, you know, or bum, you know, or whatever else, and you see a part of yourself in them, there's something that you relate to in that person, then you start taking on those those things as well. And you start feeling that way about yourself. So, again, as the saying goes, comparison is the biggest thief of joy. And that's the reason why so many people are depressed, because they don't know who they are. They're constantly kind of going back to this theme. They're constantly being told who they are. And it's not true. Whoever's telling you who you are, it's a lie because they don't know who you are, man. They only see the outside. They again it goes back to what Sean was saying. They they see this this they see like the top of the mountain. They don't see what it took to get to that mountain. They don't know your life. Yeah. They don't know your story. They don't know what you've gone through. They have no freaking clue. Only you truly know. And sometimes people ignore it because they don't want to have to revisit it. They don't want to have to deal with some of the especially pain. People don't like pain, man. People do not like pain. You know, so anything that's painful, they will do. They'll try to avoid it at all costs. So therefore, they will distract themselves instead of dealing with the pain. But you'll be surprised taking on that pain, man, taking it, taking on that fear head on. That's what makes you stronger, not ignoring it and yeah. trying to find strong things to motivate you, you know, because they're not going to motivate you because they don't know your story. And you don't know the story of how those quote unquote things that you've identified as strong, how, how they became that way either. So and people get wrapped up in other people's stories, they ignore their own. And, yeah, they're depressed, man, because, they, again, they don't know who they are. And that's very depressing, especially when you're you, you start getting if you're past your teenage years. Because trust me, that should be the hardest time of trying to really know who you are. And that should be the most you know challenging time because you're truly going through everything, hormonal, whatever else. But when you're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 and you still don't know who the hell you are. OK, first of all, you're about to check out pretty soon. You need to hurry up and make a decision. And figure out who it is, bro, because you're not going to be here that much longer. And then I think that's what really gets people depressed. When you're kind of stuck between those 30s and, let's say, those 60s and 70s, and you haven't figured out who the hell you are, that's pretty damn depressing. But yeah. it's not a death sentence. It's not a death sentence. You can change it. You know, once you realize that, get to work right then and there. Don't put it off. Well, like, well, it's too late. He's like, no, it's not. That's, that's, now. that's what I deal with a lot of guys. You know, I do a lot of work with guys. I call it the, you know, Middle third of life, the 40 to 60 year old range, right? 
And, you know, I, I often say that a guy, most guys have set forth some life plan and vision that they're unaware that they pre-programmed at age 23. They wake up at age 43 in a home with a couple kids somewhere and start going, what in the hell am I doing here and who am I, right? <laughs> right. And then that triggers because they all of a sudden become aware of it. You know, you know, they're, you know, chasing some, some vision that they realize is probably not going to, they might not be an astronaut now, right? You know, and, and they haven't readjusted their, readjusted their goals. So they're living on regret and, and charged up, you know, energy. And that's, it just, it creates the, it creates that midlife crisis, that destruction, that explosive point, as opposed, as opposed to, you know, purge the past, embrace the present and set a new vision, right? Know who you are. Know where I'm going. Know what serves me and how I serve the world, right? And that's that's really you can adjust and you can make the 40s and 50s the best years of your life, or you can suffer a decade from hell, right? Right. And trust right. me, I you think it's also important to take on problems. Take on problems when before they become overwhelming as well. I, I have an analogy yeah, yeah. I yeah. call the the pick, picking up the dog shit in the backyard analogy. And what I mean by this is, <laughs> I've got three dogs over here, right? Every day the dogs go in the backyard, they have a bowel movement. Now, if I pick yeah. it up that day, backyard looks nice. If I go a couple of days and don't do that, now I've got to spend a long time out there just walking around, picking it up. Backyard yeah. looks terrible. Now, imagine if I spent several weeks not picking up, a month, three months. Now it's overwhelming. You don't even want to get started. So you want to, just like car, wait until your car completely breaks down or leaves. At least you shouldn't. Check that every once in a while. Same thing with your health. You go get checked out every once in a while. You do some blood work. You go to a physician. Yep. You go to a naturopath, whoever you go with. You get checked out from time to time. You don't wait until you have a problem and then go because it, it can it be a reverse? Most times, yes. But why wait until it gets to that point? It's much more difficult now. Why wait until you're 50 pounds overweight to do something about it? Start yeah, when you're five it's, pounds it's overweight. Yeah, it's your self-care. Because, yeah, and start now. Because once it accumulates, it's not, you're talking about, yeah, it makes it that much harder to actually go out and get it, get started on it. But while you're doing it, you're pissed the whole time because in the back of your mind, like, why did I pick up this dog shit a couple of days ago? You know, why did I wait a week later, especially with three dogs? It's three times the shit time, seven days. You start, you start calculating everything in your head and just, and the more and more you think about it, the more and more you start getting, now you've gone from depression to anxiety because you're dealing with the anxiety aspect of it because you're you're building up all the all the reasons of why this is happening and why it feels like the job's not getting done anytime soon and you're now you're back folks thinking like why is it taking so long for me to get all this dog shit up so that's where anxiety uh-huh. kicks in so now we've we've gone from feeling depressed well, also, to feeling anxiety if it's overwhelming you're not going to even get started exactly you're not exactly. going to get started if it's and overwhelming it's like the, it's like there's this, there's a secretary example there's there's two piles of work you have to get through, right? Let's say you're a secretary or assistant, whatever it's politically correct to call it these days. And someone brings a big pile of papers for you to go through. Now, person A looks at it and just tries to avoid getting started. Like, oh, this is going to take forever. Like, oh, let me get a cup of coffee first. Let me go use the bathroom. Oh, let me make a few phone calls. The second person takes care of it. Second sheet take, takes care of it. It just keeps going one by one by one rather than looking at 500 pages that you have to go through, just pick them off one by one. And then eventually you get through it. Just like if you have a goal of doing 500 Hindu squats. If you go into yeah. that and you're like, one, okay, 499 more to go, you're just going to break. You just got to go one. Yeah. The only rep that matters is the one you're on. And you just keep going. Yeah. One more rep, one more rep. One. That's all yeah. you say to yourself all day long. One more rep, one more rep, one, one more rep. 
and then you'll get there. <laughs> but if you're taking yeah. 99 more to go, you're just going to break. And yeah, don't make yeah, it bigger than what it is. It's, don't it sit is there and think, don't don't make it bigger than what it is. So you know, then as the overthinking person thinks, well, if I sit there and break it down and just do it like that throughout the day, you know, wouldn't it be more effective just to knock out five hundred right off the bat? Someone that that's not making it very effective by breaking it up in the twenties every thirty minutes or something like that. It's like, no, here's the goal. The goal was to do five hundred that day, no matter what. And trust me, that's far better than what yesterday was about when you did none. Okay, so you've yep. already made progress. That's the thing about progress, whether it's slow or whether it's quick, it's progress. That means it's still you're still moving forward. And that, that, I think that's what happens. People overlook that. So just take that. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, trust me. Uh, that, that comes back to outcome focus. And speaking of outcome focus, I have an outcome on me right now called Go Get My Daughter at Grade School. So you guys are going to have to close this <laughs> yeah. one without me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you should go pick her up so you know, so the outcome won't be your wife putting a foot in your ass, man, for 2018. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good way to start off the year, man. <laughs> exactly. Well, we're real, real quick, Sean. I know, I know your, I know your books, I know your books, but it's a great read. So just remind everyone the name of the, your book and your most recent one, strength, and where they can strength. get. Well, Strength for Life is is my classic chronicle of my 20 years. Of, 30 years of wisdom and experience, really, which is that integrated mind-body approach where I bring East, East meets West, and Strength for Life is available on Amazon still, and, and you can always find me and one of my programs on mystrengthforlife.com. So I'm always out here, guys, and I look forward to connecting whenever we can, and it's always fun to, to rip it apart and take a look at it. So good times, man. appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Well, thank you, Sean. Yeah, Sorry for the technical sorry for the technical difficulties on my side, but great having you on. Always good information. No problem, man. Happy twenty eighteen. We'll talk to you guys soon. Hope to see you and say hi to Tim Larkin for me when you get a chance. All right, sure. Sounds sure good. Thing. Man. You take care. Yeah. Great having you on. Thanks, man. Bye bye. Take care. See, and that's an outcome right there, knowing when to get off the show. <laughs> Great time on, you know. He goes, No matter what, I gotta get off at this time. No, how, no matter how good the conversation is, I got to pick up my daughter. I got things to do. <laughs> so goal oriented, man. That's what it's all about. 2018. Yeah. <laughs> sticking to it and not getting deviated and getting distracted from your goals <laughs> and what's important. All right. So what's also well, important I think, is, I think the biggest mistake. I think the biggest mistake people make is even having a New Year's resolution. Just that yeah, is a mistake. Yeah. Focus Sean and I were talking like when, when your phone was up. Uh, just yeah. when your phone was like messing up and you had gotten dropped, um, Sean and I were talking about that. And he was yeah, asking me like, you know, how do you feel, you know, about the whole J- January 1st thing? I said, it's another day to me, man, because here's the deal. You right, know, it felt right. the same. The only like even this year in Houston, let me tell you, January 1st felt just like Christmas Day. It was cold as shit. OK, that's it. There was no big <laughs> difference, you know, in the days. It was like it was surprisingly cold, but I welcomed it. I liked it. I mean, the temperature was like in the 20s, which is rare for us. So and I was enjoying the moment because I know this is not going to continue to be this way. So I want to truly enjoy it. So I spend a lot of time being outside, you know, walking my dogs, enjoying the cold because and most people think like, oh, that's crazy. But you don't understand in a place where it's usually hot nine months out of the year. And I'm talking about humid hot. OK, not just a little right, warm. Right. So here's the deal. I'm going to get there and enjoy that experience. I want to take it all in. I want to take in the smell, the Christmas. I want to feel that cold slicing my face, you know, because I know it's not an everyday occurrence. Now, if I were you know, in the Midwest, you know, or up north, where this is a common occurrence, I probably wouldn't be so excited about this. You know, I have a lot of friends in New York who are, like, really pissed off about the snow and everything that's going on there right now because they get hit hard, and they usually get hit hard every year. 
But these are also the same friends that would love to come to Texas in June and July. And I'm thinking that's just asinine. What is wrong with you? <laughs> like, why would you why would you purposely want to visit hell, <laughs> you know, <laughs> without an invitation? So but this thing. So I took in that experience, man. But other than that, January 1st was just another day. I already have goals in mind throughout the year. I already have folk, things that I like to do and things that I focus on throughout the year. So it's not like they magically appeared just on that one day. But as I was telling Sean, for a lot of people, January 1st doesn't just happen once a year. It happens 52 times a year, meaning there are people who go through the mundane of being on autopilot and living this life, this mediocre life throughout the week from Monday through Thursday. And then you start looking toward the weekend. They get excited about Friday and, and, and Saturday. And they go out and they really binge on, on, the, on the pleasures in life for them. And because they feel like they can't do that on any other day. So they try to pile it all in for two days. And then for those who may be religious, they try to repent for it on Sunday. You know, or some people just try to, you know, sleep in on Sunday and, and try to, you know, try to rest up so they can start all over again on Monday. And anytime they end up really going too hard over the weekend, what do they tell themselves? You know, if they, if they are on a training program, if they're on, you know, trying to get their nutrition together or they're trying to get their business together and they tend to ignore those things during that weekend, what they tell themselves is this beautiful 52 week lie that, you know what? It's cool. I'll start again on Monday, which is the equivalent of that's January 1st for them. So basically, you have Groundhog's Day a month and one day early, but it keeps happening 52 times in a year. So check out that new math, okay, because – and what ends up happening? Nothing. Nothing truly progressive happens in their lives because it's just over and over because they always have a way out. There's no, there's no urgency to stick well, to the I plan. Mean, it's, there's, 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 there's no incentive I mean, there's a simple to explanation. People like to complicate why – People do or don't do things, but it's it's very simple. It's it, these are goals that you don't really care about achieving. It really comes exactly. down to that. You know, if every year it's the same goal, like oh, I'm going to lose weight this year, it doesn't happen the next year. Oh, I'm going to lose gonna weight this smoke. year, it doesn't happen. <laughs> you, you just don't care. It's just not important. It's just not that important to you. That's the reality. Then you whatever's have, going on is not important to you. That's, that's for you. That's for you to stop. figure out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, not, I don't waste my time like, with goals that I know are not important to me. My, my training goals are goals that are fun to me. I enjoy going through the process. Yeah, I'm not just going through a, a hellacious process to get a certain outcome. I enjoy the process, but they're important to me. And it doesn't matter why they're important to me. <laughs> you know, that's my business. The bottom line is I'm motivated to do them. So if it's if you're picking these goals that are just these arbitrary goals that sound good, someone's telling you, it's like, oh, you should do this, you should do that. And maybe they are things you should do, but if you don't care about doing them, then it's just not going to happen to no avail. It doesn't matter what you try to do. Yeah, like ask yourself in the very beginning, before you even start something, do I even care about this? Because I do that all the time. Do I even give a damn about this? A lot of times right. I don't even have to ask right. this. I already just know I don't. If I start looking for something else to do when, I need, when I'm supposed to be doing something else, or I think I should be doing something else, I shouldn't <laughs> be doing it. You're trying to delay else. it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whenever, like, whenever you start coming up with delaying tactics, like as I wrote about in my book, whenever you put together delaying tactics, you don't care. Well, a lot of our listeners don't care about writing reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. I mean, they should care. They should do it because we ask every episode, and it helps us out. It. That's why they don't do it. They listen every week, week after week, five years straight. We go, come on, man, go leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher. It really helps us out. They're like, nah, it's not that important to me. <laughs> or they're like, oh, I will eventually. <laughs> so y'all you know, tell themselves that like every time they hear us say that, it's like, oh yeah, I need to go, you know, write those guys a review. But I, you know, I'll do it. I'll do it when I get back home. Or I'll do it once I get on my computer. But I'll do it eventually. <laughs> and then something else is going to pop up. 
that's going to be more pressing to them to say, hey, I need your attention over here. Oh, yeah, let me go look. I need to pay attention to that. And then they forget until we say it again on the next episode. <laughs> and then eventually they probably just like, you know what, out of guilt, they're just like, you know what, I'm I'm stop listening. I'm going to stop listening now, man, because I owe those guys a review. It's, it's crazy because they're talking themselves in their head as if we're in their head hearing them when they say they're going to leave a review. So they're feeling so guilty, like they've guilted themselves right out, like, oh, I'm going to stop listening now because, man, I didn't even leave that review like I, I said I was going to do. But we never heard you. So as far as we're concerned, it never happened. And it's almost like you never, it's like you didn't listen. It's like, as far as we're concerned, we didn't know you were listening because, hey, we didn't see you in Patreon, hadn't seen you like buy a product or whatever and use that discount code. So it's like, bruh, you're all up in your head, man. It has nothing to do with us. So it's just real simple. It just wasn't yeah, that that's important. That's why people should have a goal right now of using that coupon code LLA. Don't do it tomorrow or next week. You know, Do it today. <laughs> and go load up on some great nutrition supplements that are going to help you with all those fitness goals. And every guy can benefit from an increase in testosterone, a lower in getting better sleep at night, managing stress supplements that help with that. So go check it out and read about each product there. If you have any questions about which one you think is the best fit for you, even though it's explained in detail on there, but if you're still somewhat confused, just shoot me an email and I'll help you out. And you know, one of our goals uh, for this year was to actually start monetizing this show. And so it's to better motivate us to keep going. And we know we've taken on sponsors, as you've already heard. And on top of that, if you're right. one of the people who's, you know, who are not interested in hearing, you know, advertisements during the show, then one of your goals should be right now to head over to patreon.com slash LLA podcast and become a Patreon supporter. Pick a tier. It doesn't matter. You get benefits from each tier over there. We've been saying this for like the last two years, but now more than ever, you should be more than motivated unless you like listening to advertisers. And if you are, if you do like listening to our sponsors, then make sure you go and support them. So you got choices here. So you can support right. our sponsors and listen to those ads during these somewhat free episodes, or you can head over to Patreon where you don't hear any ads whatsoever and become a monthly subscriber to Patreon. And then you can just listen to the show ad free. It's really simple. It's really simple. So those are your goals this year. People to be a true fan of the show when you say that you're a fan of the show, when you put those posts on Twitter, Facebook, and you know, even in in the reviews or whatsoever. When you say that you're a real fan of the show, even on YouTube, which is still laughable to me that a lot of people over there who I've never seen, you know, or anything else, they say that they're they're fans of the show. It's like, but you listen on YouTube. That's kinda of already disqualifying that. It's like you're not even listening to it, you know, on iTunes or Stitcher or, you know, Patreon. Like, come on, man. So we're even going to save you from having to go over there. So this is how you can be a true fan of the show and say that you truly support this show. Now we're going to see who does. And we appreciate all you who have supported us over the years and continue to support us over the years. So everybody else, get like them. Go to Patreon. Otherwise, support our sponsors during the free episodes. Make sure you're buying our products. Use that discount code. Use that code. Use that code. Use that code. And don't forget, some of you Patreon listeners, depending on the tier that you're on, you get a different discount code. So make sure that you email us and let us know, hey man, I'm on the $50 a month. I'm on the $25 a month to $20 a month. And you know, hey, you know, what's the code I use? Because we're not going to put a code up there on Patreon for everybody to see. <laughs> so you guys get, you know, get a special code for that. So make sure you reach out to Mike or myself for that. But other than that, last but not least, rate, review, share. That's all you need to know right there. That's the very least. Rate, review, and share. Rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever you tune in, whatever you listen to. Review us short and quick. I don't need a thesis. You know, and then share. They have all the buttons right there. All those little things that you listen to us on, they have a button for you to click on. Pick something. You like Facebook? Well, hey, make Facebook a better place. 
Make Facebook great again by sharing our episodes. Okay? And then do the same on Twitter. You do the same on Instagram. You know, take a screenshot. Share the image. Okay? I'm, I'm over there. I'll see it. <laughs> you know, so there you go, people. We've laid it out. We've given you goals and plans for 2018, and that's how we're going to make this year a better year. Anything else you want to add, man, before we head out? Don't worry. Well, 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 well yeah, well, don't worry. Well, don't worry if you forget. We're going to remind you every episode from now on. <laughs> exactly. So, and that's all so we consistency is important in life, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Take care, everyone. Bye. Catch you guys on the next one. Later.